When you hear the phrase two-faced, does anyone specific come to mind? Maybe it's someone who is friendly to your face, but behind your back, they insult you. Well, being two-faced will have a whole new meaning after this episode, because today I'm telling you all about Edward Mordake, a 19th century man who literally had two faces. And to make matters worse, his second face, you know, the nightmarish looking entity located on the back of his head, was pure evil. Whoa, that's freaky. Check this out. Isn't it freaky? Oh my gosh, look over there. That is so freaky. Welcome to Freaky Wiki, a podcast exploring the freakiest wiki pages on the internet. I'm your host, Jeff, and today's story is absolutely terrifying. It's heart-wrenching and unfortunately has a very tragic ending. I am really setting the tone with uh, recording this. I have a pumpkin mug, a pumpkin candle. It is rainy outside. It is the ultimate fall aesthetic right now. And this podcast episode is perfect for spooky season. So, okay, as I mentioned, Edward Mordick, there is very little known about this man to this day. And people question the validity of these claims um, that he was a real person, that he went through what these medical journals uh, claim. So today I'm going to share with you what we know about Edward Mordake, some possible medical explanations for his bizarre condition, and also what led to his tragic fate. Also, if the name Edward Mordake sounds familiar to you, that's because maybe you saw American Horror Story Season 4, which had a character inspired by Mordake named Edward Mordrake. <laughs> you see what they did there? They added the R to Mordake because you know that Mordake is missing that R in, in Dake. <laughs> um, yeah, Mordrake rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Um, but yeah, anyway, this character in American Horror Story Season 4 was directly related to the real-life Edward Mordake, and he was so creepy-looking, you should just just Google it. Um, anyway, yeah, so Edward Mordake, um, he was somewhat of a subject of an urban legend, and you'll soon find out why. But basically, he was born in the 19th century as an heir to an English peerage with a face on the back of his head. And according to legend, the face could whisper, laugh, and cry, though no one directly witnessed this because the face was presumably, like, motionless, had no ability to move. But Morday claimed that it, would, it could do all these things. And he repeatedly begged doctors to remove it, claiming that the face whispered bad things to him at night while he was trying to sleep. And one of the best documented accounts of Edward Mordake is in the 1896 medical encyclopedia titled Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine. And what I'm about to read is an excerpt from it, which I reworded just so it flowed a little bit better, because uh, it was written in the 19th century, and I'm not about to sit here sounding ridiculous reading language from the 19th century. But this is what it said. One of the weirdest as well as the most melancholy stories of human deformity is that of Edward Mordake, said to have been heir to one of the noblest peerages in England. He never claimed the title, however, and unfortunately committed suicide in his 22nd year of life. He lived his life in complete seclusion, refusing visits from everyone, including members of his own family. 
He was reportedly a young man of fine achievements, a profound scholar, and a musician of rare ability. He was also very attractive, with the face of a Greek god. And yes, I'm talking about his natural face, the the one on the anterior side of his skull, meaning, yeah, the front of his skull. Um, and that is because on the back of his head was another face, that of a female described as being hideous as a devil. The female face's structure kind of resembled a mask. It, it occupied only a small, a small portion of the back of his skull, but it displayed every sign of intelligence, of a malignant sort, of course, um, as discussed. It was an evil second face. Reports say that the duplicate face could not see, eat, or speak, but was said to sneer or smile mockingly whenever Mordake was happy and smiled with joy whenever Mordake was weeping or upset. So clearly his second face hated to see Mordake happy and thrived when he was upset. Oh, it was also said that the face would occasionally drool down the back of Mordake's neck. Um, disgusting. Okay. The second face also had eyes that would subtly follow the movements of spectators, and the lips would, and I quote, gibber without seizing, end quote. <laughs> I feel like I'm gibber-gabbering right now, but okay. <laughs> but, so yeah, it, it would, the lips would speak uh, incoherently without ever stopping. But of course, no one heard this voice. Mordake just made these claims because he would he would hear the, these voices in his head, although like no one else could hear it. And he asserted that he was kept from rest at night by the hateful whispers of his devil twin, as he called it. So he told his physicians that, and I quote, it never sleeps, but talks to me forever of such things as they only speak of hell. No imagination can conceive the dreadful temptations it sets before me. For some unforgiven wickedness of my forefathers, I am knit to this fiend. For a fiend, it surely is. I beg and beseech you to crush it out of human semblance, even if I die for it. End quote. Okay, this, I, this is ter terrifying. I feel so bad for Edward, but it kind of made me think of like, you know, that little voice that you have in the back of your head, like, like your, your conscience telling you right from wrong, telling you to, you know, take that, take that risk or, you know, whatever. I kind of imagine that this is what Edward was experiencing. Um, like having that evil voice in the back of his head. And it actually, it was because his devil twin on the back of his head was like literally sharing the same brain as him. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't have any medical like basis to support what I'm saying, but it makes sense that their thoughts could be shared. Like they have the same brain. So he was constantly bombarded with the negative thoughts of his second face. Um, cause like they were probably competing for space, you know, mental space in, in that, in their shared brain. Um, so like while Edward was trying to sleep, his other brain was probably like feeding him all these evil, evil things. Like, I don't even know what it was telling him, but it sounds, like, otherworldly, demonic, like, I don't know. Like, it surely would drive someone to insanity. Um, but, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, after 22 years of living in this insufferable condition, Edward concocted a poison and downed the entire bottle ultimately ending his suffering with death, which was at, at the time probably the only resolution that he could think of at least. Like doctors were not trying to remove this face. Um, and when 
Edward's body was found, there was a suicide letter requesting that the demon face be destroyed before his burial, just in case it continues its dreadful whisperings in his grave. And at his own request, he was buried in an unknown grave without any stone or legend to mark the gravesite. And to this day, he lies in a grave somewhere alone and no one knows where. Uh, I'm assuming somewhere around like England or that region. Um, but it's really sad to think about that, that like he it just it led to his his demise this this horrible horrible fate and he felt that death was the only option um and i'm so sorry for this depressing story but those are the facts that i was able to find and so at this time it was back in the 18 1800s we didn't really have advancements in medicine that we have today to make a a, a concrete diagnosis but an explanation for his birth defect may have been a form of craniopagus parasiticus, which was a parasitic twin head with an underdeveloped body. It is so rare that it occurs in about two to three fetuses out of every five million births. Um, so while it's rare, it does happen. Uh, I, I, I think today we can probably like see it in the womb before birth or afterwards. Maybe there's some procedure that can be performed to safely remove this uh, parasitic twin head. Um, if it were thought to have caused or will cause a, a negative effect on the body, it could also have been a form of diprosopus, which was a facial duplication, basically having two faces or an extreme form of uh, a parasitic twin, which is an unequal conjoined twin. And the, so a parasitic twin is like so undeveloped that it basically sucks the life out of the quote unquote healthier twin. So it could have been any of these. Of course, it's like kind of, we, there's only so much we could do right now to, to officially diagnose Edward, but it, it could have been one of those conditions. Um, and as mentioned, one of the earliest references to Edward Mordake was in the 1896 medical encyclopedia, Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine, which truly deserves its own episode. I was like trying to pull some some info about it and I was like, I'm just going to do a whole episode on this one day. Um, okay, I don't know if anything I just said made sense, but whatever. Okay, but, but yeah, the first known reference was in an 1895 article, one year before that encyclopedia came out, um, the article in the Boston Post, authored by writer Charles Lowton Hildreth. The article describes a number of cases of quote-unquote human freaks, including a woman who had the tail of a fish, a man with the body of a spider, a man who was half crab, and of course, Edward Mordake, the man with two faces. Hildreth, the author, claimed to have found these cases described in an old report from the Royal Scientific Society document, report, some, some piece of literature. But according to an article in USA Today, no such records of these documents exist, which kind of leads people to question the validity of Edward Mordake. Um, but yeah, so with that said, some people think that Edward Mordake is just a legend simply made up by the author Charles Lowton Hildreth, because Charles was known for, let's just say, stretching the truth to sell copies of his work. But there are also not a ton of records of Edward. Um, you know, it, it was in this encyclopedia, so and encyclopedias at the time are were thought to be, you know, the go-to source for these types of conditions and and 
uh, medical anomalies. But uh, but yeah, but Edward was like he lived in a a life of seclusion due to his condition. So it's not unreasonable why there wouldn't be an abundance of information out there. I would like to believe that he did exist so that it can help educate future cases of this type of condition um, and hopefully would help people not reach the same ending that Edward Mordake uh, unfortunately met with, uh, with suicide. But whatever the case, I hope that he is resting peacefully without that face on the back of his head taunting him for all eternity. So that is Edward Mordake. This story gave me the chilly willies and it was perfect for spooky season. Thank you all so much for listening. Definitely do more research on Edward Mordake. There are some photos of him, what he what he might have looked like. Um, I will also post it on the gram. Uh, you can find it at, at Freaky Weeky Podcast. Freaky underscore weeky underscore podcast. I think if you just search Freaky Weeky, it probably comes up. If not then add those underscores. But yeah, I will be back next week for a brand new episode of Freaky Weeky on Freaky Weeky Wednesday. So stay freaky, everyone. Okay, bye bye